You're listening to On the Air with Penn State Do Boys. Hello, and welcome to our Healing Through Storytelling podcast. My name is Colleen Lanzoni, and I am the campus counselor here at Penn State Du Bois. Storytelling is a powerful and healing way to cope with trauma and stress. In the age-old tradition of sharing narratives, we find solace, strength, and a path towards recovery. Sharing our stories has the power to mend the deepest wounds and offers hope to those who have endured hardship. It can provide inspiration to those seeking a path to wellness. Storytelling can help you express, reframe, and connect with your experiences. Through the magic of storytelling, we mend the fragments of our past, embrace our present, and illuminate a brighter future. It unites heart and mind in the remarkable tapestry of human existence. During our storytelling episodes, we will hear from students about how their stories have been transformed by their courses, influences, and activities here at Penn State Du Bois. We will learn about their journeys and those that have helped along the way. As we begin, I would like to introduce our guest host today, Skylar King. Hi, Skylar. How are you today? I'm good. How are you, Colleen? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's so nice to have you here. Skylar is one of our certified peer educators, and um, certified peer educators are also known as CPE, and they are a group of students on campus who are student leaders that help out with all wellness activities and um, helping the counseling office you know, with managing different things on campus and sometimes meeting with students one-on-one. If you, you know, wanted a student to talk to instead of uh, a counselor, we can always uh, make that happen. So, um, Skylar, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and our guest here today? Yeah, so my name is Skylar King. I am a fourth-year human development and family studies major with a minor in addictions and recovery. Um, I am the program's chair of our campus activities board, Um, And I'm a certified peer educator currently. Um, I've had a lot of different roles here on campus, but right now those are just what I have going on. Um, Hannah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know we've been a CPE together for a really long time. Yeah, my name is Hannah Allen. I am a third year majoring in human development and family studies and a minor in addictions and recovery. Um, This is my second year being the primary THON chair Um, THON is the world's largest student-run philanthropy, and we help kids with pediatric cancer. So as you might um, recall from one of our other episodes, we did have both uh, Skylar and Hannah here as guests, Um, and today they have kind of uh, swapped seats, and um, Skylar is going to be our host who's going to, um, you know, kind of guide 
Hannah through her journey. So uh, to our guests today, um, Hannah and Skylar, it is important to prepare yourself emotionally and mentally for your storytelling. And this also goes for our audience out there. So what we'd like to do is just to kind of center ourselves, and we are going to use the tapping bowl to center our thoughts and our breaths. After you have shared of yourself today, you may want to practice some mindfulness and breathing or relaxation techniques after storytelling. So as I tap the bowl, we're going to start with an affirmation to reflect upon as we count our breaths and we slowly let the bowl resonate into quietness. And our mantra for today, our affirmation is you have a unique and powerful story and it's worth telling. Breathing in and out. You have a unique and powerful story and it's worth telling. Breathing in and out. In. And out. Thank you for your focus and your breath work. Skylar, can you please help guide our storyteller today? So Hannah, thank you so much for being here and for being vulnerable, sharing your story. Um, can you start by telling us a little bit more about your um, journey and only provide as much detail as you're comfortable with? Yeah, so my journey started a long, long time ago. Um, like as a kid, I would just kind of have like these like tantrums, not really knowing what they were, um, just kind of like freaking out about everything. Like even in like preschool, kindergarten, everything had to be done a certain way. I was just very specific. Um, but whenever I got to second grade, it started to become um, very consuming. And it was just kind of with everything in my life and it was affecting my sleep. I would be up half the night, like I'm eight years old, I should be sleeping like a normal schedule and I wasn't. And so then I had to um, see a psychiatrist and that was like a little confusing um, just because I was so young, I wasn't really understanding what I was getting into. Um, but they told me that I have obsessive compulsive disorder and that causes me anxiety. So then it just becomes a bad cycle of being OCD about something, creating anxiety, and then I would obsess over my anxiety. And so it was just like a really vicious cycle. Um, and so then I started medication after that, um, and that did help for a while. Um, there were a few times in my life where like my anxiety did get really bad and had to change the dosage of my medicine. So it was just kind of figuring out what happened. But after I graduated high school um, and before starting here, that summer it was really bad. Um, my anxiety just was so out of hand. Like it, I was in bed till like one and I'm not like that. Like I have to get up and do things. And so I would just kind of like avoid doing things. Mm -hmm. um, like even leaving my room and going to the living room caused me anxiety. Um, and so we figured that my 
anxiety meds and like stopped working at that point. And so I had to try a new one. And then I started going to therapy again. Um, and just having to open up was hard because I do hide it sometimes. Like I don't want to accept that I am feeling anxious. And so that did help me. Um, and since then, like I had to try a few different medications just to figure out what worked best for me. And I have finally found one that does work really well. And I still go to therapy after all this time. And so it's just very helpful with that. Good. I can relate to that. Um, being young and just freaking out for nothing. I remember the seam of my sock would be touching my toe and it would send me, me into <laughs> like oblivion. Like I was awful. It was yeah. bad. Um, so I can definitely relate to that. Um, what were some other triggers or early signs that led to the challenges that you have with mental health? Um, honestly, a really big trigger for me is changing my schedule. Um, I've had experiences of like going on vacation and just having really, really bad anxiety because I'm somewhere different. I'm doing different things. And I just I like to have that routine. Um, and if it's thrown off, everything is wrong. Um, some early signs were like in school. If there was like a substitute teacher, I would mm -hmm. just kind of like freak out because it was different. I wasn't prepared. I had to like think about it and um, I would just like obsess over it. Yeah, it's really nice to hear you like confirm all the things that I experienced my whole life um, because there are people like Skylar's just over dramatic. Don't mind yes. her. Like <laughs> I, I know you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Like being being called over dramatic or mm -hmm. that you're overreacting about something when really it was like the the ruiner of our day. Yeah. Um. So that's definitely definitely something that is a good thing to bring up. Um. Who else on campus besides Colleen? Because I know she's been super helpful to all of us um, in our mental health journeys. Um, who else on campus has been able to help you through your recovery process? So I started out with um, majoring in nursing. And so I was supposed to go to the Altoona campus, but that summer is kind of like whenever my medicine stopped working and my anxiety was really out of hand. So I requested a temporary change of campus and I came to Dubois. Um, so that way I could stay home and just kind of like figure my life out and so I was just kind of like taking gen eds at that point, And one of them was uh, intro to human development and family studies. And Dr. Sarah Parati was teaching that. And I just fell in love with that class. Like she helped me through so much and just kind of talking with her outside of class really helped me too. And I was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I don't know what I want my major to be. And so just kind of like talking with her um, was really helpful. And she kind of helped me figure out what I do want to do with my life. And um, I'm really appreciative of that. I've also spent a lot of time with the people in student affairs. Um, and she makes my day anytime I see her. Um, I just love talking to her and she's just so helpful and I love being around her. Those are very influential people on this campus. Everyone knows who they are and we all love them. Um, what specific treatments or therapies? I know you talked a little bit about this earlier, um, but what has helped you treatments and therapy wise? 
So I've been seeing a set, the same psychiatrist since I was eight. Um, he's been very helpful. Um, I don't go like super often because my medicine is fine. Um, and so I just kind of go and check in and that's nice. Um, my medicine obviously helps me. Um, I know some people aren't really believers in medicine for mental health, but I am because like, if you have somebody with a heart condition, they're going to take medicine. So like, I kind of see it like that and compare it. Like I need it to be able to function and do daily things. So why wouldn't I take it? Um, uh, going to talk therapy has also been very helpful. Um, I'm at the point where I don't have to go super often, but I do think everyone could benefit from therapy and just talking about daily life things too is really nice. I never realized how many people were non-believers in therapy and mm -hmm. other sorts of treatment. Um, but it's great that um, for the people who do utilize it and believe in it, that it really can be helpful. Um, doesn't work for everyone though. So how do you manage um, relapses in your mental health journey? What do you do then? I probably don't manage them as well as I could just because like, yeah, I kind of do that by talking with my friends and like unpacking my stress. Um, just talking about it helps because you're able to find different avenues and ways to work through it. Um, I also kind of like take a step back and reevaluate what's happening. Um, I used to be like in denial and be like, no, everything's fine. I don't need to work on anything when in actuality I do. Um, so I am able to recognize that now and find ways to fix it. I also talk to my mom a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Aside from recognizing what's going on to um, be able to manage setbacks, how do you practice self-care and maintain your well-being in the moment? I practice self-care um, by saying no now. Uh, I used to not. I would try to do everything, um, but I learned that's not feasible or healthy to me. So I have definitely learned how to say no. Um, I've also been working out a lot more. Um, I used to hate working out, but now I love it. And it's a really good outlet for me. And I'm able to put any stress into something else and something for me to look forward to because I work out with my mom. And so like, it's time that we get to spend together uninterrupted. And so that's been really nice. Um, I also like to read I don't do it super often during school just because I think that if I have time to read, then I have time to be working on homework. And so that's hard for me. Um, so during like breaks and stuff, I definitely take advantage of that. I always read so many books over Christmas break because it's like I just had to read all these books that I didn't even want to read yeah. from class. <laughs> and now you have the opportunity yeah. to read books on your own. And it's so fun. Um, so how has everything that's happened to you in your mental health journey shaped your future um, and your goals and aspirations? So I've always wanted to help people, but I didn't know how I wanted to. Um, I want to work with kids. I want to own a preschool someday. And so just knowing what I went through as a kid, I think it would be helpful to work with them in that aspect and work so closely with them and just kind of want to be like a good role model for them and get to know them 
in their families or in their family life. And I think that would be like very beneficial. Yeah, it sounds like you've had it figured out for a while. If you wanted to be a nursing major, you knew you wanted to help people, but you just kind of changed paths a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad you were able to find that. Um, lastly, as we wrap it up, what advice would you give to someone currently struggling with mental health or people that are in a similar situation as us? Um, I know it's easier said than done, but admitting it, like just admitting that you need help and getting it, um, I know you talked about before too, but being nice to the people who love you, um, it's so easy to push them away or think that you have it figured out when you don't um, because the people who do love you, they're seeing it in a different light or perspective. And so they're telling these things to help you. And so I think it's important to listen to them. Great. Oh my goodness, Hannah, thank you so, so much. And Skylar, thank you for being here. Um, it has been an amazing experience being a witness to your narrative. Um, and one of the things that I've really loved to uh, watch with Hannah is when um, she was a thon dancer. And I thought that was um, pretty an amazing experience that um, really showed how resilient and strong you are. Um, because I don't know that everyone understands how much mental toughness it takes to be able to do that. So if anyone out there is interested in THON or learning more about that, I'm sure that you could reach out to our student affairs department and, and Hannah, who's always willing to be able to talk <laughs> about, about that. Um, we talked a little bit about what advice you have for someone struggling. I would encourage anyone that is struggling out there, if you are here on campus, you know, come to the student affairs office, make an appointment with the counselor, you know, get some help, talk to someone. Um, and if you're in the community and you're struggling and you don't know where to go, call 988, which is the National Suicide Helpline. Um, reach out, talk to your doctor, just, you know, uh, um, don't suffer alone. So as our podcast comes to a close today, um, we would like to end, you know, with a healing gratitude, breathing in and listening to the tone as we say, with gratitude, I let my heart unfold for through storytelling, my soul is made whole. <laughs>